see me on the outside I'm wanting but I don't think I can make time Oh, I wouldn't die for you So please don't expect me to Orange beanie all the time You're insecure but damn if you ain't got some style I'm searching for paradise No bites yet but it's awful nice, yeah Listening to Look at My Records kicked off the program with a song by Monica, my guests today. We heard See Me on the Outside to start, and I'm here right now with Ryan Yu of Monica. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How long should I hold the M when I pronounce you know, the name of the project? You can probably just say Monica, and I, I think we'll, uh, we'll catch the vibe, you know? Yeah. We'll catch the gist. If you want to go with Monica, totally acceptable. Our friend Sachi calls us Triple Monica, which is also acceptable. Cool. And you're from L.A. The project is based out of L.A. Yes. I was listening to the songs you have out there already. It definitely has an L.A. vibe. You're originally from the area, California. Yes, sir. It definitely influenced the sound, you'd say. Yeah, yeah, to a large extent. Um, I think um, definitely, definitely being in California affects it. Um I would say perhaps the biggest influences on the project, though, are out of um, Minneapolis and New York, <laughs> bizarrely enough. But I feel like the California sun kind of just soaks into the songs regardless. Yeah. Totally. So tell me about how this started. It appeared to me like it's a relatively new project, but is kind of maybe gaining steam privately, not publicly on the internet and stuff like that, or... 
Yeah, yeah. It is a relatively new project. We just put out the first song like three months ago. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> we've been sitting on the music for maybe a year and a half, two years. Um, so the way it got started was... Um, <laughs> so I, I have a couple other projects as well. And uh, the music is like really meticulous and like a lot of micro production. Yeah. And just um, a lot of banging my head against the wall. And uh, I found it just to be kind of... Um, ironically enough, just really creatively inhibitive to be creating um, and just uh, constantly self-editing and um, I think just judging ideas too early out of the gate. I feel like with creating music in particular, a lot of the process can be cannibalistic and bad ideas feed into mediocre ideas, feed into good ideas, feed into great ideas. But I wouldn't take anything that wasn't a great idea out of the gate. So with Monica, a lot of it was an effort to kind of counteract that and just be okay with the first impulse. Interesting, very interesting. Yeah. So it grew out of another project you were in, right? Common Souls. Common Souls, that's correct. And I'm always curious to think, how does a side project grow out of a project? And you're saying it's based on, we wanted to write songs that were just based off of that first creative impulse. So you're not even thinking of this sounds different and it's not appropriate for this project. You're just approaching songwriting differently. And so you wanted another outlet for it. Um, I suppose somewhat paradoxically, um, writing a bunch of songs for Monica has enabled me to write more songs for Common Souls. Interesting. Um, in that writing songs for Monica stops me from judging ideas and editing so soon. And it just kind of helps me get re-engaged with creating for creating's sake and just enjoying that and like having fun and um not giving an f is this going to be censored no okay yeah not giving a fuck people <laughs> that's what ryan wanted to say everyone <laughs> yeah really giving zero fucks about the whole thing so um i felt like that just kind of freed me with common souls and then the other project is called boy life and uh both of those projects i feel like are moving along a lot faster because of monica and so the way that it's kind of been going is I'll make songs and I won't even think about what project they're going to go into. I'm just going to go off of like whatever I'm feeling on that particular day. And I decide where it goes afterwards, whether it's going to be Monica, Common Souls, Boy Life or nothing. Um, so really just, I suppose, kind of like separating my creating and editing brains as much as possible and just keeping them very like left hand does not know the right hand exists. So... And what's that process like when you're listening to a finished product and thinking, okay, this is the this is for Common Souls, this is for Monica, or your third project? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it is determined by, right now, I suppose it's determined by the products that we have at hand for each of the um, each of the outlets, I suppose. Um, so within Monica, we have uh, a couple of EPs and a full album underway, and there's like emotional centers and themes for each of them. Um, and simultaneously, I suppose it's kind of the same thing for Common Souls and for Boy Life. There's emotional themes, um, and, uh, sonic themes, I suppose, that are kind of common throughout each of those. So I suppose I filter it in and kind of just thinking like, these songs make sense as a group together. These songs make sense as a group together. These songs make sense as a group together. Um, and collaboration is really key as well as far as differentiating the sounds. I think when all the songs are coming from me naturally, there would be a lot of like sonic, melodic overlap. 
but being able to work with my collaborators in within each of the respective projects helps further define and like separate the identities for each one. So tell me about Common Souls is is a duo. Yes, sir. It's you and another member. Mm-hmm. And Monica appears to be more of a, a fuller band project. Right. Who's in Monica? So um, in Common Souls, it's just me and my buddy Nick Velez, who is supremely talented and maybe like the sweetest human being on earth. And um, simultaneously, just like the worst fucking person. He's not actually. <laughs> I'll just say that just because I guess that's how you talk about your best friend. Um, it's a, yep, I, I can say <laughs> that, man. That's how you got to do it. Yeah. And he's in Monica as well as the drummer. So in Common Souls, he's behind the boards and the keys mostly. And then within Monica, he's behind the drums. And then we also have John DeBold, who is on the bass and handles the majority of the production right now. And then our friend Grant Milliken, who's on the keys prodigiously talented and uh gabriel durastanti who's a solo artist in his own right with an insane amount of insanely good music like just sitting there (laughs) to hopefully someday be released and he plays guitar in the band as well um so it's the five of us uh myself nick john grant and gabe Excellent. In Monica. And you have a couple of songs out right now, but it sounds like you have a lot more stuff in the pipeline. Do you have a release schedule planned? When can people hear more stuff from Monica? We do have a release schedule planned. Um, there's going to be shit coming out essentially every month. Um, September, I guess we're kind of taking a break from releasing a new song, but there's a video coming out later this month. And then from next month and every single month onwards, we have new stuff coming out. So for Monica... Um, we have something in the neighborhood of like 30 songs um, wow. ready to go. And then with Common Souls, we have like, we had a whole bunch and we scrapped them. And right now we have maybe four songs kind of in the pipeline. And for Boy Life, we have about eight songs in the pipeline. Cool. So, so for Monica, 30 songs in about a year and a half, you were saying, mm-hmm. of the project's existence. Do you think all of those songs will see the light of day? No. No? Yeah. No, not all of them. Probably at the end of the day... Um, it's interesting because with the Monica stuff, when I'm writing it, it's I'm, I write it completely alone, and then I produce the demos out completely by myself um, for the most part, and then I'll take it out to the band and be like, "What do you guys think?" And if nobody's excited about it, then we'll ditch it. And if somebody's excited about it, we'll usually work on it out and uh, just see where it goes. Um, I don't anticipate that all of these songs are going to make it. But it's a lot of songs, yeah. A good amount of them. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. And you think EP, LP. What's going to happen? Multiple EPs or... Yeah, yeah. We have uh, our first EP coming up, Very American. And then after that, another EP that I can't talk too much about yet. And then after that, a full-length album. And right now, we're kind of touching up the two EPs simultaneously as we work on the album. Excellent. Wow. Very exciting. A lot going on in Monica's world right now. But you're talking about your demoing process. You'd usually demo on your own and write on your own for Monica and right. then bring your ideas to the rest of the group. Right. Do you co-write it all with anyone in the group? Yeah, yeah. Um, within Monica, my closest collaborator is John DeBold, who, again, plays bass and uh, does the bulk of the production. So most of the time, it's, it's, it's interesting. The way that we've kind of had it worked out is we each have like our respective roles in the band. And I kind of wanted to create like creative dictatorships within each of those. So on my end, like the creative direction of the band and the songwriting 
I have the final say, and that's non-negotiable. Um, for John, to bold, it's like the sonic territory, the production of the songs, and what sounds make it and what sounds don't make it. He has the final say, and it's just like full, full, full trust. Wow. On either end, and um, I, f- I find that it makes it really freeing for the rest of the band to give feedback when the power of the decision is like very clearly in one person's hand. They find themselves like a lot more able to just say like, "Hey, I think this is good. I think this sucks." And it's up to that person to listen or not listen or just follow their gut to whatever extent. Really interesting. Yeah. Have you done that with most bands you've been in over the course of your career in music? No, Operated no. like that? Or is this something new you're trying out? It sounds like it definitely has the potential to really work well. It's very new. Um, and the reason I tried it was because the first band that I was in, I wanted everything to be like very democratic. And Sometimes nothing moved. It just moved. doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Nothing moved. It was like... It's just, I think for the sake of speed and output um, and growth, ultimately, it's necessary to be be able to move um, quickly and adapt quickly. And I think that right now, I guess my theory is that the key to that is like, again, having those creative dictatorships and having each person take full responsibility of their domain. Cool. Hey, if it works, it works. Totally my philosophy there. Cool. That's awesome. And I have a feeling it's going to work. I hope so. I hope so. Um, The boys, uh, Matt and Neil from AFA Management, Artist for Artist Management, um, they've been insanely, insanely helpful and uh, really instrumental in helping us kind of just get our shit together. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. So So what did kind of jumpstart this project's release earlier this year? Because it did exist for like about a, a year before. Mm-hmm. What made you decide, I want to share this with the world now? Um, summer. Summer. Summertime. Yeah. We were actually going to first put it out last uh, last summer. But we missed the deadline. And it was October. And then so I was talking with John. Um, and we were like, yeah, let's wait till next summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and let's just get more shit ready. Yeah. And so that's exactly what we did. And so by the time summer rolled around, we we're like, all right, we have... One, two, three singles. Let's go. EP, let's go. Next EP, let's go. And so we've just been rolling since then. Cool. And you're going to play some songs here today. What songs are you going to play acoustically? Um, I'm going to play a couple songs that are entirely unrelated to Monica, but to me very much inspired the DNA of Monica. Um, Monica to me is about just creating music that's like lyrically extremely blunt and perhaps even confrontational and kind of depressing (laughs) but very easy to listen to and um, melodic yeah so do you like that contrast because you hear sonically the songs the three songs that you have out they don't sound depressing to me Mm -hmm. at least the music yeah but then the lyrics are yeah entirely (laughs) Um, I don't know. I kind of find some like twisted pleasure in just taking opposite ends of a spectrum. And instead of thinking like about how black transitions to gray, transitions to white, just taking fully black and fully white and forcing them to be together. That's fun for me. So with the Monica songs, it's very much that. It's If you just listen to the music, it's so sunny and so bright, so California. And the lyrics are fully just about depression and having suicidal thoughts yeah (laughs) so in a weird way i guess um for myself it's um in a weird way i suppose it's my love letter to whoever is having those issues 
And um, yeah, I suppose my way of just uh, lightly empathizing and just saying, hey, I'm here with you. And this is something that I can dance through and laugh through. And I hope that me dancing and laughing through it can comfort somebody else enough to do the same. Excellent. And so what songs are you going to play? And tell us a little bit about them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the first one is Love on the Brain by Rihanna, which I really love, 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 love. Um, Rihanna is maybe like my favorite singer of all time, my favorite vocalist. So, so, so good. Um, she she has an incredible ear for songs her album anti was like really beautiful and really scattered and um, in my opinion just like top-notch quality and eclectic and uh, this song in particular along with another another cut off anti called higher these two were like kind of instrumental in my own study of like songwriting and like pop structure and how to implement those monica is kind of my first foray into like dealing with like consistent structure within songs I think up to this point, most of the songs I've written have been very linear in form and kind of like just following whatever tangents my brain felt like following. Um, but yeah, listening to Rihanna was just kind of like, Nick sent me this song higher and he was just like, yo, listen to this shit. And I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. And that changed a lot of things for me. <laughs> and so Love on the Brain is like one of my other favorites. It's just so beautifully written and beautifully balanced. And the lyrics to me capture an incredible balance of just like desperation, but like confidence and poise all like mashed together. <laughs> and uh, another one is I Heard Love Is Blind by Amy Winehouse, who is another artist that I find really deeply inspiring. Um, I think both of them kind of share this quality of being able to sing ex about extremely blunt and perhaps, um, I don't know what the word is, monolithic emotions in a way that I think carries like a lot of nuance and balance and poetry. And they're able to like really match the beauty that's kind of contained within like the writing and the lyrics. So yeah, these are two songs that have been like really, really important. Okay, to me. so we're gonna hear those two very important songs. Plus, we're going to throw in another one of Monica's singles to wrap up that set. We'll be hearing Swamp Time. All right. Uh, this one is Love on the Brain by Rihanna. And you got me like, oh, what you want from me? And I tried to buy your pretty heart, but the price too high. Baby, you got me like, oh, you love when I fall apart. So you can put me together and throw me against the wall. Baby, you got me like, oh, what you want from me, what you want from me Don't stop loving me, babe Oh, babe, I'm just fine with fire Just to get close to you Can we burn something, baby? And I'll 
run for miles just to get a taste. Must be love on the brain. That's got me feeling this way. It beats me black and blue, but it fucks me so good, and I can't get enough. Must be love on the brain. It's got me going shit. It beats me black and blue, but it fucks me so good, and I can't get enough. Must be love on the brain, and you keep loving me. Yeah. Just love me, baby. Don't quit loving me. Just stop loving me. Don't stop loving me, baby. Got me like ah 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 ah. Why you gotta play me like a violin? What do I gotta do to get in your motherfucking Don't stop loving me, baby. Oh, and babe, I'm just fine with fire. Just to get close to you. Can we burn something, baby? And I'll run for miles just to get a taste. Miles be love on the brain. That's coming feeling as This song is maybe perfect. <clears throat> I couldn't resist him. His eyes were like yours. His hair was exactly the shade of brown. He just not his towel, but I couldn't tell. It was dark and I was lying down You are everything He means nothing to me I can't even remember his name Why are you so upset? Baby, you were there And I was thinking of you when I came But he looks like you Said he looks like you No, 
This ain't infidelity It's not she You were on my mind But he looked like you
we're back. Ryan of Monica playing beautiful, beautiful two songs. Rihanna and Amy Winehouse. And we wrapped up that set with Swamp Time. One of Monica's three singles that are out right now. Check them out. They're all on all streaming platforms. Is there Bandcamp or anything? Or Yes, sir. There's Bandcamp as well. It's monica.bandcamp.com. And Monica's got three M's and a K. Hell yeah. <laughs> Go get it, people. And stay tuned. Monica will have more music out before the end of the year. And a lot more music out. They'll have more music out next year as well. So keep your eyes on them. We'll be talking more about Monica after this next part. We pick some records from our record collection, and we're going to talk about them. Let's just pause, because I'm going to pull them up. <laughs> Beautiful. It's all Prince shit. Hell yeah. I'm I love very much into that, dude. I was so... Um, I was very taken with the collection that you had. With, yeah, uh, dude. The Nick Drake and... Uh, my Bloody Valentine. Loveless is one of my favorite albums of all Great time. Great record, yeah. But um, today I definitely was just like, I'm ready to talk about Prince. <laughs> let's do it. So let's talk about Prince because you picked three Prince records. I honor all requests, man. And of course, we're very happy to play the great Prince on this program. Love him. Gone way too soon, unfortunately. But I feel like... Eventually, we're going to hear way more music from Prince. Oh, yeah. That vault goes deep. Deep. And I think somehow it's going to get out, you know, with his the blessings of his estate the way he would want it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I have a ton of respect for Prince as an artist and all of that. So but much love. Yeah. You picked... Uh, so many, I mean, all Prince records are good. It's, it's all just, Prince just, records. Prince is my favorite artist of all time. And uh, he is the number one inspiration behind all the sounds of Monica, for sure. Dirty Mind in particular. Every single Monica song that's out up to this point is me wishing I could make Dirty Mind and not being able to. And that's how Monica was born. Beautiful. It's Prince Controversy. I love that record. I love the title track, Controversy. Oh, so, Such so Such a good, good song. I love this record, an earlier Prince record, right? It's his second or third record, right? right. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That came after uh, For You and then his self-titled. And then uh, after that was, uh, yeah, Dirty Mind. Yeah. And then uh, after that was Controversy. So um, I feel feel like uh, in public perception, it's certainly his third record. But I suppose if you count the uh, mostly overlooked for mostly good reasons for you, Then it is his fourth. <laughs> yeah. That's and, what I figured. It's yeah. like third or fourth record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely correct. And what song would you like to hear from Controversy? Uh, Do Me, Baby. Yeah. Damn. I love listening to Prince in the car. Mm-hmm. Got a bunch of Prince CDs and just play them in the car. Oh, yeah. Have I've got every, every one of his, like, uh, at least every one of his Masterpiece era records, plus like a couple more in my car. Just, uh, I live in LA, so I'm driving all the time. And, uh, in my vehicle, which still supports CDRs, it's uh, all Prince. It's all Prince. Hell yeah. So we got Do Me from Controversy. Second Prince record you picked, I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man. Incredible single. Oh, so, so good. Great single, yeah. Yeah. And then um, off of Purple Rain, uh, Baby I'm a Star. I would love to hear Baby I'm a Star. Awesome. Tell me about these two songs in particular. What you feel when you hear them 
Do you remember the first time you heard Purple Rain, the record, or anything like that? Any distinct memories that you associate with these songs and influences specifically? Yeah. One of the things I remember about Prince in particular, I was playing Purple Rain in my parents' house, in the in the, my parents' kitchen. And um, my mom, who gives zero fucks about music, came in the kitchen and she was like, this is Prince, this is Purple Rain. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. Prince is that motherfucker. My mom, it's like, there's, a, there's very few things to me on that level where it's like, Culturally, it's engaging with both myself and my generation and my mom, my mom's generation, especially because my mom was not at all tapped into the culture. Like, it's Prince, Purple Rain in particular, it's Louis Vuitton, <laughs> and it's like Burberry, and like, that's it. Those are like the things that she, she like, knows and gives a fuck about. Also George Michael, I suppose. But Purple Rain, <laughs> one of my first memories, because I, I got I got turned on to Prince pretty late. It, my obsession first was with D'Angelo, um, with D'Angelo first, and um, just kind of following the thread. Um, I, I, I really do believe that to understand an artist, you have to understand your artist's favorite artists. And um, D'Angelo, so consistently from the beginning of his career, was just like, my main musical love is Prince, and everything I do is just me wanting to be Prince. And I checked out Prince and I was like, oh, this, this is the source and the sauce all in one. And so Purple Rain, that shit to me is like a, a perfect ballad. It is a perfect ballad. That outro is really fucking bizarre. And my mom was just like, what the fuck is this? It's, it's still Purple Rain, but that outro is really crazy. Um, <laughs> I love, I love that song. It's just, uh, so endlessly singable and the melodies are so majestic and like fucking eminent and um everything about it it's just purple rain to me is like kind of a perfect record front to back um yeah so i'll never forget really just like hearing it in my in my parents kitchen and then my mom coming in just being like i know this this is a fire ass song (laughs) i'm just being like wow if you know this is some serious shit prince really reached like my mom, like an immigrant from Korea who came here when she was 15, knowing that song, that to me is just like the pinnacle if you're able to reach that far. <laughs> Very cool. A great story. And let's play these Prince records now. We're playing Do Me from Controversy, I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man. And what did we say from I would love to. I would love to hear any record off of them, but in particular uh, today, it's uh, "Baby I'm a Star." Baby I'm a Star off of Purple Rain. Enjoy all the prints we're about to throw out you, and we'll be back. You're listening to Look at My Records.
All right, we're back. Hey, everyone out there, give me a call and tell me about how much you loved listening to three amazing Prince songs picked by Ryan, my guest of Los Angeles-based band, Monica. Great to have you in New York City, by the way. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor and a blessing, and uh, you make me feel really at ease on the mic. Which never happens. <laughs> Good, man, it was so great hanging out with you. Tell us a little bit about Monica's plans for the rest of 2019. Got about four months left. Yes, sir. Um, we got two EPs coming out this year, and we're probably going to start rolling out our album. There's going to be a fuck ton of Monica music, and we're out here trying to just fully saturate the industry with our bullshit and uh it's good bullshit man. hell yeah that's the back dream. on your good bullshit <laughs> that's fully the dream um my dudes uh nick john grant gabe these are some talented motherfuckers and i cannot wait to just share what we have cooking it's some gnarly shit and your mom will not approve moms hide hide moms cover your ears because we're gonna <laughs> play some more monica any shows scheduled out west uh, for when you go back home or you got any gigs lined up? Um, we got a bunch of low-key gigs lined up. Um, you can peep us on the gram. It's at underscore Monica. Somehow we couldn't get the OG Monica. M-M-M-O-N-I-K-A. So we got the underscore in front. And uh, so if you're out in Los Angeles, you can peep there. And uh, we'll have a bunch of shit coming through. And then, um, yeah, some exciting announcements as far as live dates coming up cool. soon. But can't talk about it yet. Can't wait, man. <laughs> Stay tuned. Monica's also on Facebook. That's M-M-M-O-N-I-K-A, right? Yes, sir. There you go. Check them out on Facebook. We're going to wrap up the show with, is this your latest single? No, it's your second it's latest second single. second single, yes. Second single, second to most recent single, Unwind Me. Great yes. song. Here you go. We're about to unwind this episode. Ryan, thank you so much. Everyone, again, stream this. After you listen to this on this episode, go check them out. All streaming platforms, also available on Bandcamp. That's Monica, triple M-O-N-I-K-A. Hell yeah. Thank all of you motherfuckers for listening. If you ever see me in real life and you heard this, be like, yo, I heard you on Tom's show, and I'll give you the thickest hug. Yeah, we're gonna, I'll hug you too. Fire. If you see us, I'm a you hugger. See me, I love hugging. Everyone, this is Monica. We'll see you next time. Soft part of the night. Thankful for the things I couldn't say right. Baby, maybe try relax and unwind. Should I remind you, I'm a cassette tape Lately when I'm high I remember friends I can't recognize Sativa tastes just like strawberry wine I think we're both fine now, hit the rewind now I'm upset, I'm okay Don't you leave, I'm ashamed I'm okay, 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 okay I'm okay, 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 okay now No one know you right, yeah, you say it all the time Yeah, you tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me all the time No one know you right, yeah, you say it all the time Oh, yeah, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me like I never forget
things I can't recognize Maybe I could try relaxing and unwind But I should remind you I'm a cassette tape Struck out on a limb Dalai Lama ends where I begin Come a come a please all of my love I got no regrets now Could we forget now? I'm upset I'm okay Don't you leave I'm ashamed I'm okay, 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 okay I'm okay, okay 